Welcome to Dragon's Rest, a podcast about the fantasy tavern where all great adventures get their start. It's here you'll meet a wannabe hero, a misanthropic bartender, a washed-up mage, a dim-witted bard, and a braggadocious dwarf. Created by Darcy Thompson and starring a cast of talented storytellers, each week promises a fresh keg of laughter and misadventure. So come on down to Dragon's Rest. Visit dragonsrestshow.com for more. Citizens of the fairgrounds, this is your recreation director bot. A reminder about some of the exciting opportunities available to you on the station if your entertainment cycle occurs in the next nine hours. At 7.40 p.m. in the Foster Jenkins Concert Hall, the Casino Splendide will be presenting a selection of Booze Canyon Flipper Fugues, performed by the noted soloist Artro Melpstorter. The semifinals of the HGC 3D Cribbage Tournament will be continuing throughout second and third shift in the Gimmel's 17 Public Recreation Center. Velbop's Frozen Quiescences is having a special on 100 Kelvin Ice Pops for those species able to survive them. And finally, at the Electric Egg, Miss Delilah Mallory will be emceeing their first open mic night. Participation is available to all species of all talents within the bounds of safety ordinances and common decency as specified in Section 87B of the ICSB Cohabitation Code. That is all. Oh, friend, John, there are so many wonderful things for a human and his friend to be doing on the station today. Would you have perhaps time to accompany Althar to hear the great Melbstorter? Or to view the 3D Cribbage Tournament? Or is friend John once again in swamped with work duties? Actually, Althar, things have been so slow recently that HF gave me the next couple of days off. I'm seeing a hollow with that new interstellar cargo specialist in two cycles, but for now, I can do whatever I want for once. Oh, that is a thing of great happiness! If friend John is not busy, may Althar suggest then an attendance of Dee's special event at the Electric Egg. Althar promises not to do the dancing. Sure, that sounds like fun. You know, Althar, I'm starting to feel a lot better about my life here. I finally feel like I've got the hang of things at work, even if the pay is still crap. I've gone a couple of weeks without any near-fatal incidents anyways, which is a new personal record. Plus, the job does give me a lot of free time, even if I'm stuck spending it on the fairgrounds. I actually have more of a social life now than I did when I was with Judy. Although, I still haven't been able to track down that gorgeous sanitation fusilier. But still, I get out a lot more than I did back on Earth. And unlike on Earth, I get to live in a huge, kick-ass apartment even with a roommate who still makes me want to hurl when I make the mistake of looking at him. But you know, we've mostly figured out a way to work around that, so... Alvar is very pleased to more rarely cause the expulsion of liquids from friend John. Yeah. I really think my luck is changing. 
station status for all? All systems are functioning within acceptable parameters, Commander. For the moment. For the moment? Frawl, we had a conversation about these ominous forebodings of yours. Crew morale is low enough as it is. Indeed, Commander. My apologies. Don't think I don't value your abilities, but you don't seem to appreciate the difference between a five minutes from now problem and a five centuries from now problem. Try to tailor your warnings to a human timescale, all right? Understood, Commander. Would a five seconds from now problem merit such a warning? Yes, of course it would! Then I'm afraid the ominous foreboding must stand. Oh, where did that thing come from? It seems to be using some kind of eccentric variant of Sulu power that isn't included in our databases, so it didn't ping the sensors as early as it should have. Like before it was about to kill us all? Not all of us, sir. And we also had a conversation about hair-splitting thrall. Yes, of course, sir. Well, if your continued existence in this dimension is a priority for you, might I suggest that the best course of action would be for you to relocate to Auxiliary Docking Bay 16 immediately. I will try to use the gravity coils and negative flow to slow the vessel and bring it within range of the Docking Bay guide arms, and, with luck, you and Bay crew will be able to guide it in without a catastrophic hull rupture. Luck. What's luck got to do with it in this god's forsaken place? Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar Episode 5 The Luck Navigators Okay, Frawl, I've got the docking guides aimed and ready. Can you get that ship into the zone? It should be entering your range in 3, 2, 1, now. We've got them, but it doesn't sound happy. Technician cast, please adjust your X-axis level 2.3, Y-axis negative 7.1. I'll maintain gravitational pressure to prevent V-axis regression. All right, Frawl. It wasn't pretty, but we landed her. Now, I want to talk to whatever careless bastards are inside this thing. Here's hoping they'll be able to talk to us. Last thing I need is to spend the rest of the week going through some happy, clappy greeting ceremony and filling out first contact paperwork. Greetings, human. You are human, are you not? Oh, that's a stroke of luck. Yes, I'm Commander Toriana of the Human Exchange Concourse. You've encountered humans before. Yes, your people are known to us, but we have not spent a great deal of time among you. I can't find any record of your ship or species in our library. You look almost exactly like us. Yes. Sadly, while our exteriors are strikingly similar, we have little in common. We are frequently unsuited to the company of other species, in fact, and rarely linger among them, preferring a nomadic life along the spaceways. I'm sorry to hear that. Does that mean you'll be repairing your ship and leaving us as soon as possible? We'll do what we can to assist. But if you'll be with us for over 36 hours, we'll be required to charge a birth rental fee. Indeed. We would patch up our hull and depart immediately. But the problem with our ship's navigation appears to lie not within our ship at all, but somewhere in your space station. And there are indications that this station may be host to a phenomenon that has heretofore been known to us only as a theoretical possibility. 
well, the, the bots can help with repairing your hull, but you still haven't told me who exactly you are. And what's this about a phenomena? We are called by many names throughout the universe, but to the peoples of this galaxy, we are usually known as the Luck Navigators. And you two are in charge of this ship? In a sense, Commander, as we are its only crew. We are of the cast of our race assigned to scouting and investigation. You could perhaps think of us as scientists. Or technicians. Scient technicians. You may call me... And I am known as... Welcome aboard. Now, about this phenomena you mentioned... Ah, yes. I'm not quite sure how to explain this. Given the vast differences between our own technology and yours... It's very difficult to translate accurately. We're no strangers to alien technology here at the fairgrounds. Try me. Well... In simple terms, this space station and all the beings on it, everything associated with it, yes, even you, yourself. Yes? Suck. You just suck. Excuse me? Now, Dee, I'm not saying this idea sucks. But? But I have tried the open mic thing before. Four times to be exact. At best, it was a business-killing snorefest, and at worst, it was an epic disaster. I had to close the place down eight full cycles for repairs. But those were years ago, right? No one here remembers any of that now. Besides, those other times you didn't have a pair of experienced stage presences such as myself and Stops to MC, yes? True. But it doesn't matter how good of a host you are if the acts are garbage. Every time we try this, it's the same thing. All we get is a handful of humans with guitars they can barely play, wailing about how aliens don't want to touch their junk. Prog fleasborp jammers who think a short set means anything less than 90 minutes, and maybe the occasional helium freighter crew doing one of those impressively obscene space shanties. Plus that one time, a guy from Realbox who could extrude both of his spleens, which certainly was dramatic, but I wouldn't call that entertainment. Look, Chip, Stops and I are working two cycles out of every three in this joint. Even with breaks in DJs, that's a lot of stage time to fill. No, I've got a solid repertoire of human and cacistoine standards and stops. <laughs> well, I'm not sure there's a tune written by any sentient he doesn't know. And sure, we've both got some original material, but most of our numbers are way too species-specific for the kind of interstellar crowd we get in here. So we're stuck doing the same handful of them over and over. We need to mix it up a little, or these folks are going to get tired of us. And soon. I have been seeing a lot of the same faces, or whatevers, hanging out at the Egg recently. A lot more regulars mixed in with the tourists. Which is nice. But yeah, I could see them splitting if we don't give them more variety. Still, I don't know. This isn't just some way for you to get out of work, is it? Chip, I am a professional. Believe me, I'd rather be singing, especially with the best damn accompanist in this arm of the galaxy backing me up. But I need time to work out some new material. It's almost impossible to find lyrics that won't offend or terminally confuse anyone from any sector. I mean, our Cole Porter set was a disaster. Yeah, the lava folk of Metsuda didn't cope very well with the concept of too darn hot. You think? First, there were the philosophical debates, and then the protests, which turned into the riots. And last I heard, it had caused a full-blown religious schism. 
Have you heard any news from Mepsuda recently? Oh, uh, yeah, actually. It's bad. It's real bad, D. Yeesh. So yeah, the open mic is happening. I already posted it on Hecknet. Word's gone out to the whole station via Burroughs bot, and Stops is out there manning or, or zibadonting, I guess. The sign-up sheet says we speak. You put Stops on that? Seriously? What? Look, Stops is the best musician I've ever seen, sober or straight. But you know, as well as I do, that when it comes to anything else, he's got 12 left feet. You'll be lucky to get a spleen extruding a Robaxian if he's doing the recruiting. Man, there's a lot of undiscovered talent out there, Zoots. All I did was hit up a couple of regulars, and the next thing I know, half the flotted egg is lining up to be in the open mic. Some of them even had charts ready for me. We got enough for two full sets and a waitlist that could fill up a couple more. Ha! What did I tell you, Chip? Never bet against a Mallory. I can't believe it. I don't know, maybe this time it'll work. With any luck. Attention Fairgrounds residents, good news from Bellbop's frozen quiescences. Due to an unexpected surplus of certain flavors, they'll be giving away free servings of ice cream until they run out. That's a full serving, cup or cone, not a sample size. Flavors available are cilantro, moxie, lima bean, and tripe. Head on over to the Mem3 Promenade and get them while they last. All right, what do you mean we suck? I'm sorry, we don't mean to inundate you with technical terms. Transcendent stochastics can be very difficult to comprehend for those unfamiliar with the field. Uh-huh. What does your technology have to do with it? Oh, everything, Commander, everything. I'm sure you're aware that not every species in the galaxy uses the same scientific principles to describe reality, yes? Of course, he, but, but... But in the case of our people, we discovered a means of generating near-limitless power by harnessing two of the most basic forces of the universe, beneficence and non-beneficence. Or misfortune. If you're not being too precise about it. In any case, our scientific terminology for the effects of these forces is lock and suck. The entire universe is filled with an almost infinite... Perhaps actually infinite. Some French theorists would argue actually infinite amount of luck and suck. It is a precise balance between these forces that holds everything, everything, in the universe together. However, these forces are not present in equal amounts. To begin with, twice the amount of luck is needed to balance one unit of suck, two of what we call beneficence units. Be used. But although, theoretically, the total amount of luck in the universe is twice the amount of suck, they are not distributed evenly. Some places, therefore, have considerably more luck, while there are others that primarily suck. And this area of space sucks. You not only suck, Commander, but something on this station sucks so hard that in conjunction with the higher background suck of this sector, it has created what we call a suck hole. A phenomenon that has been the subject of much speculation among our greatest scholars and has never been reliably documented. Some, many even, considered it apocryphal. But our ship's malfunction would seem to constitute definitive proof of its existence. Unfortunately, in entering your suck hole, the delicate balance of luck and suck needed to navigate our vessel has been disturbed. We can barely maintain the function of this portable luckograph. We need to find out what it is here that's sucking so hard. Something on this station must be the epicenter of the suck hole. Then I think you'd better liaise with our own head 
science technician on this. Again, we apologize if our talk of sucking is beyond your comprehension. We frequently encounter these difficulties in communication. Rawl, I need you up here on the double. Rawl, they, they should only be a moment. Yes, Commander. Sorry for the delay, but I seem to be a bit under the weather. And the bridge has been receiving an increasing number of strange reports from around the station. Serious? I don't believe so. Only an uptick in the number of small accidents, as well as a few bizarre instances of extreme good fortune. Ah, well, I think we may have the answer to that right here, Lieutenant. These people call themselves the... Oh! Luck, navigators. Well... That explains it. Hello. A pleasure. So, do you know each other? I have encountered their species before. I am sorry to say that we do not seem to be highly compatible. Well, please put your personal feelings aside, Lieutenant. I need someone who understands their technology to get their ship up and running, especially now that it's looking like their presence here is starting to interfere with station operations. Yes, their technology. I'm afraid we're going to have a problem there. Commander, as we mentioned, the balance of luck and suck can be very delicate and is easily disturbed. Your lieutenant's proximity due to their very nature will render our instruments useless. And as the interference from their devices is significantly impeding my ability to interact with four-dimensional space, it would be best for all of us if I remove myself from their vicinity as quickly as possible. We apologize for any discomfort we may cause you, but if you insist on collapsing probability waveforms in such a fashion, there's simply no way to avoid incompatibilities with the luck-suck system. System. You people haven't the slightest idea of the complexity of the forces you're toying with. Trying to impose a simple binary on a multi-bound potentiality. I've always said you were going to tear a hole in reality someday, and it's starting to look like that day has come. Commander, I should maintain a minimum distance so these slum mozzles can repair their peripatetic invitation to catastrophe and speed off to their inevitable doom. With your permission, I'll head back to the bridge and focus on containing the fallout brought about by their presence. Agreed, Lieutenant. I'll assist our guests personally. Thank you, Commander. I'll be on the bridge. Are you okay, Thrall? I'm fine. We just have to get these particular guests off the fairgrounds as soon as possible. Okay, so what I thought was a minor problem for each of us has turned out to be a major problem for all of us. Gentle beings, I want this solved, and solved now. Of course, Commander. With the departure of that cloud creature... You mean my second-in-command, Lieutenant Commander Frollenbrar? Yes, of course, Commander. No offense. It's merely... You understand... A being that can do an end run around causality does not exactly fit in with our perceptual schema. I don't care if Frawl doesn't fit your theories. Frawl fits in around here just fine. And if they say your technology is a threat to the station, I believe them. In fact, they're probably understating the case if past experience is any guide. Frankly, I'd just as soon blast you and your ship as far away from us as possible. 
If I could be sure that it wouldn't backfire and punch a hole in space-time or something. Oh, Commander, you know you'll do no such thing. <laughs> oh, sorry, dearies, didn't mean to surprise you. But you should know that Commander Toriana would never blast anyone. She just gets a little cranky about things that threaten the station. She's normally a perfect host to all the aliens that visit the fairgrounds. Mrs. F, this is well beyond a simple diplomatic problem. Oh, yes, yes, it's terribly serious, but we don't have to be a bunch of Andusian scuffers about it. Why don't we just let these charming young sapiens use that little sleepy thing, and maybe we can all find out where the problem is. That's very kind of you, Seem Mrs. Frondernax. But they call me Mrs. F around these parts. I'm from Fubulnar, and I know all about you and your luck and your suck. Why, we Fubulnari have been studying that stuff since you folks were just a bunch of sprouts. Now, let's see where that doodad of yours is telling us to go. And on the way, I can give you a few pointers about getting along with humans. Oh, Rogar, preserve me. Now, what you need to know about humans is that usually they live in holes in the ground. Oh, not lovely, dirty, wet holes filled with yens of water. Hey, John. Hi, Chip. Your roommate isn't with you, is... Ever wishes to enter the electric egg, Mr. Freakin! Thanks, Althar. Attention all human patrons. An Iltorian is about to enter the premises. Please avert your eyes. Sopan, get the mop bucket. There's always one joker who thinks he's immune. Hey, D. Stops. Setting up for the open mic. Yeah, man, he's looking flush. Even I didn't think we had this much talent hiding under bushels out here. And I'm the one who talked Chip into this. You're not looking to sign up, are you? The whole night's booked solid. But what the Fred? For a friend of the band, we can find a spot. Oh, no. No. Any talents I have are of no entertainment value whatsoever. No. I'm just planning to kick back and enjoy whatever kind of unimaginable transport wreck is going to happen on that stage. Ha ha, Johnny. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Straight up, John. I've been sound checking with some of these retro breaks, and I don't think I've ever seen a more talented scrub of amateurs anywhere in the galaxy. I gotta say, when Dee brought this up, it put a serious vaunch on me. I mean, I got standards, right? But I think we got a real show here. If you say so, Stops. Hey, Althar, buddy. How about you back there? You got any hidden talents to lay on us? Althar would be most pleased to share a gentle ballad of Iltor with the community, but as Iltorian singing is known to cause lingering psychiatric incapacitation among many human listeners, Althar thinks it to be ill-advised. Althar will attempt to remain unseen behind this structural column and enjoy with friend John the many talents of the peoples of the fairgrounds. Sounds like a plan. Hey, we almost ready to start? Crowd's getting excited. They can bubble for a few more minutes. I just want to go over the running order one more time. No, we've triangulated correctly. The epicenter is definitely somewhere within this... Multicultural eatery. Hmm. This is a very complex environment. Unfortunate. What's wrong? Such a wide variety of sentience and equipment will no doubt delay our efforts to pin down the source of the anomaly. But there's no help for it. Onward! <laughs> Commander Toriano, 
always a pleasure. Can I get you anything on the house? Actually, I could use a hot triple calf right about now. Black, two sugars. Coming up. Ow! I gotta get that step fixed. Oh, Johnny, dear! Oh, it's lucky I ran into you. I just got a delivery of some of those salted licorice snacks you humans like so much. I'll bring some over to Sweet Sea the next time I get a chance. Don't you let me forget now. Oh, uh, thanks, Mrs. F. That's very thoughtful of you. Oh, think nothing of it, sweetheart. I just love to bring a little sunshine into someone's day. That's what life is all about, isn't it? Oh, excuse me, dears. Durble? Durble, sweetie! How are your larvae doing? The precious little things. They must be ready to salt it any day now. Those things taste like off our looks. Yeah, but there's no stopping Mrs. F when she gets an idea into her head. Or stem. Root cluster? I'm not sure where Fuglinari keep their brains. Anyway, she keeps giving me huge bags of that stuff. I've been stashing it under the kitchen sink until I can find someone to take it off my hands. Can't you just, like, hurt it down the disposal chute? I tried that a couple weeks ago, but we got hit with a toxic waste processing fee and a stern lecture from sanitation. Author paid the fine, but I'm not pissing off those folks again. No schmiss, you don't mess around with sanitation. Oh, I don't know about that. There's one member of sanitation old Johnny here would love to mess around with. You found out her name yet? No. Maybe I should herf more licorice down the chute. Oh, look at this! A spike in the 30-hat band! Interesting, but insufficient to explain our present difficulty. Please excuse Alvar, gentle beings! Is Alvar correct that you are not humans, but luck navigators? Indeed we are, friend Eltorian. What an unexpected pleasure to encounter one of your people in this sector of space. The pleasure is entirely to Alvar, friends. And please allow Alvar to say... You are most gracious, Alvar. And your accent is impeccable. I am... And this is my colleague... We would be delighted to exchange further pleasantries with you, but alas, we are on a mission of some urgency at the moment. Those humans looked right at you and didn't hawk. What gives? Oh no, Scene Stops! Elder has not yet solved the problem of the human horking. These are not humans, but luck navigators. Their exteriors are in many ways similar to human, but they may look upon an Eltorian without distress. The resemblance is uncanny. How come we've never heard of these guys? Luck navigators are very few and have no settled planets. They live on their luck ships only. And Bershay are the first Alvar has had the chance to meet, but Alvar remembered his studies and was successful in extending appropriate luck navigator greetings. Those are some interesting names. Luck navigator culture is of much fascination. Chance is most important in all aspects of life. When the birth of a luck navigator is, they throw the... What are these small cubes of accident called, please, friend John? Dice? Yes! Thinking you, they throw the dice. But these dice have not numbers, but phonemes. The name of the new luck navigator from those letters is built. There is some prejudice, sadly, against those whose names do not fit easily in the vocal apparatus. These new 
male visitors probably do not high positions hold among their people. Wait, so your status depends on how easy your name is to pronounce? Child with a lucky roll up in naming dice will be lucky in all things. Many stories still they tell of the great High Commander Ed. Yeah, what the? Look! Something else must be causing interference. These readings make no sense. We'll have to recalibrate again. What is that thing? It's not gonna blow up or something, is it? It doesn't sound happy. Ah, hey, watch it! Suck. Don't worry, Mr. B. It's just some kind of measuring so device. Sure These sentients are trying to find the source of a problem that's affecting their ship. Well, it can't be working, right? I haven't been anywhere near their ship. Do not fear, friend John. You may place trust in the luck navigators. We're experienced science technicians, and implausible though it may seem, it appears that you do indeed have something to do with our problem. In fact, you may be the primary source of our problem. A problem that could soon engulf this station and everyone on it. How could I possibly be responsible for that? All I did today was come down here for a drink. I have the feeling it has to do with how much you suck. What the hell? Almost fully. Whoa. Now hold on. Look, Commander, John may not be a paragon of humanity, but he's our friend. And he's not that bad. Yeah. Hey, wait. No. Your Commander's supposition is accurate. You do indeed suck a great deal. It is, of course, understandable that these technical terms may be too esoteric for your comprehension. Allow us to explain. Oh, I think I understand you, buddy. Perhaps you have some dim grasp of that situation, but you are ill-equipped to comprehend the level of suck our instruments are detecting in your vicinity. Level of suck? There is a delicate balance of luck and suck in the universe. The science of the luck navigators is of great cleverness, friend John. And we have a precise mathematical formula, which we can use to calculate levels of what you might superstitiously term happenstance. Sucks to be you. You want to unpack that? A simple equation. The background luck radiation of the universe is two beneficence units to each one of suck. Or, as some prefer, anti-luck, or UV negative. Yes. Suck can also be understood as merely a negative value on the luck continuum. Guess that's all it is, John. You can't deny it. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Give me a break, Dee. You find our mathematics amusing? But this is very serious. Your friend here is an almost perfect suckle. <laughs> fine, fine. I suck. I suck. So why is my sucking suddenly everyone else's problem? Well, your sucking might not have been a problem in and of itself, John, but when combined with the ambient levels of suck found in this station, everyone on it, and indeed this whole sector of space, I would not have thought it possible, but absolutely everything in the vicinity sucks. Ha! It's not just me. Suck on that. Yes, the suck is on that. And this, and everyone here. That's the fairgrounds for you. But somehow your presence here has tipped the balance so far that you have disabled our ship, which is powered by riding minor shifts in the luck-suck parity, and that difficulty has increased our own suck levels, causing a feedback loop that has now overloaded the station's suck field. What does that mean for us? Rapid oscillations in the amount of luck and suck. Strange events occurring at an ever-increasing rate until a total breakdown of any normal semblance of cause and effect. Sounds like a normal day on the fairgrounds. <laughs> 
Commander, Frall and Brower here. What is it, Frall? I assume our guests have not yet solved their problem. Uh, no, Frall, although we may be making some progress, any more unusual reports coming in? Hmm, perhaps so from a human perspective. Let's see. The Bilbop stand has lost its entire stock of quiescently frozen desserts in an apparent incident of spontaneous combustion. Sanitation reports an unprecedentedly low level of vent biter activity. Pineapple juice is flowing through all the human toilets. The robot union has threatened to strike unless all members receive a 40% pay cut by the end of the week. And approximately 85% of the beings on the station have stubbed their toe painfully in the last 15 minutes. Would you consider those events unusual, Commander? I would, Frawl. I'll be on the bridge shortly. Very well, Commander. Although I must advise you that unless we can eliminate the source of the interference in local causality, these disturbances will only become more numerous and bizarre. Anything else can only be a stopgap solution. Bridge out. Okay. And figure out how to stop the sucking before it gets any worse, or I will blast you and your ship out into open space. I assure you, Commander, now that the local luck-suck balance has been so badly destabilized, even that wouldn't be enough to solve the problem. It's John that sucks so much. Then fix this, or I'll blast him out into open space. What? I'm sorry, Mr. B, but I'm responsible for the safety of every sentient on the station. If I have to decide between you and all of them, my choice is clear. I'd suggest you offer these science technicians whatever help you can. And contact me on the bridge immediately if you find a solution. Okay. I don't want to put the station in danger, but I also definitely don't want to be blasted out in an airlock. These are not good options. Oh, it would be very sad to be blasting your friends, John! Can we change how much I suck? That is almost certainly impossible. But there are some anomalies in these measurements that we don't understand. We should try to get a more precise reading on your suck level. Is there some place more quiet we can examine you? Oh, our suite has very much to be quiet. Althar and John are roommates. And friend John is very, very special to Althar. Althar will do all he can to prevent any blastings. Thank you, Althar. Follow us, uh, uh, people. Right. So if we've gotten all the suck out of the room, think we can start the show? The crowd is more than bubbling now. I'd say they're at a high boil. Everyone's Google root and waiting in the green room. Chorp, don't flip your gears. I'll start warming up the crowd. Oh, you know, Dee, if you need another act, I have a solid ten that kills. Mrs. F, you do stand-up comedy? Oh, I wouldn't call it your normal stand-up routine, per se. More of a kind of observational humor. But I've taken it all around the ladies' husbandry clubs of Google Mar, and it's always gone over like sunlight. Oh, well, you know, that kind of routine doesn't always translate well across species. Usually slapstick is the only type of humor that's got any interstellar. Well, you know best, dear. But if a spot opens up, I'm more than willing to give it a whirl. Hey, everybody! Is everyone here ready for the Electric Egg's first ever we have been overwhelmed by the talent that's come our way, and we've got a very special evening planned for you. Dee, 
Ah, yes. These surroundings are much less chaotic. Now we can get a clean reading of how much you suck. Do you have to keep saying that? I'm sorry. We do try not to lapse into professional jargon, but we are science technicians, after all. Is there some reason you need to stand in the corner like that with your face against the wall? It's sort of a system Althara and I have. It keeps me from accidentally seeing him before he gets behind the privacy curtain. If we want a pure base-level reading... Yes, the Iltorian should. Ah, Althara will retreat to his own quarters and listen from there to the base reading of Renjan. <sighs> Baha! Look at this fluctuation in the readings. But... His luck potentiality has dropped significantly with the removal of the Eltorian. Wait, I suck more now? No, no, not exactly. This is what we were seeing in the bar. While, without a doubt, the luckograph is clear that the level of your actual luck is the lowest ever recorded by our species, we have at the same time been seeing abnormally high indicators of potential luck in your readings. So there's a chance I might not always be so unlucky? No! Oh. No, your suckiness is definite and eternal. But all those who suck, even as much as you suck, manifest some form of potential luck as well. It usually remains dormant and has no direct effects, merely contributing to the general luck field of the surrounding area. But never have we seen such potential luck around someone who comes so close to sucking the big one. Oh, come on. Again, we apologize for getting technical. You see, suck levels are expressed as a quantity between one and zero. As they increase, they approach the theoretical maximum possible suck, or as we call it, the big one. If the big one were to actually occur anywhere in the galaxy... Oh, it's terrifying to even consider. What? Something so unlucky no one could survive? Worse, a total breakdown of luck and suck. The barrier between beneficence and non-beneficence completely destroyed. The pure chaos that lies behind everything and is only barely kept in check through our manipulations would become a universal totality in all places and times. But that's all just theory, you understand. Right now, we need to figure out the cause of these peculiar readings if we're to have any hope of restoring balance to the fairgrounds. Though you suck more than any being yet recorded, your level of potential luck is also abnormally high. Indeed, it would be unusual even in a being of much less suckitude. And that level of potential is even higher in the presence of Althar. Althar is very pleased to be a source of potential luck for Rinchan. You know, 
Actually, I have to admit that ever since I've met Althar, even with the vomiting, my life has been going a lot better than usual. Fascinating. Althar? Would you mind coming back in here for a moment? Is it okay with Francesca? Uh, just let me prepare myself. <sighs> okay, Althar, come on in. Yes, that's it. Just a simple increase in proximity has caused an exponential leap in your luck potential. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Althar, would you kindly approach John? Hey, don't you have enough data already? That can get really unpleasant. Althar does not wish to disturb friend John. Getting a fix on the upper limit of John's luck potential may be the key to solving this puzzle. And keep me from being spaced. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Althar, you can come closer. Amazing! Look at these readings. This is unprecedented. Yes! Never before has an Eltorian approached a human so closely without causing a mass disruption of bodily functions. Surely the friendship of John and Althar will be the cause of much celebrations. Okay! I think we're getting something we can work with here. Let's bring the distance variable down to zero. Althar? The zero distance variable? Does that mean what I think it means? Althar is very sorry, Navigator friends, but it is never for an Eltorian to touch a human. It has been done as accident a few times in our shared history, and the consequences were of much unhappiness. Fringer will be certain to expel bodily fluids. It's for science. Well, science isn't going to be the one puking its guts out. No. No touching. Please, be of good courage, human. We know this is difficult, but it may be vital to not only your own future, but the future of this entire sector. You really think you need to do this? I give you my word as a science technician. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, do it. Excellent. Althar? But Althar does not wish to do harm to French John. It is a great sadness. <laughs> it's okay, Althar, really. If it keeps me on this side of the airlock, it'll be worth it. Althar is humbled by the bravery of French John. Is French John ready? As I'll ever be. All right, gentle beings. On three. One, two, three! Success! You've only been the readers! This has to be it! Come! We must feed these readings into the ship's computer at once! Thank you, John and Alfar! Thank you! Alfar, we fetched the supplies of cleaning. Please, just be somewhere else, okay, Althar? Of course, dear human friend. Althar is leaving. Althar is entering the corridor! Ah! My toe! Frawl? Status report. And don't say I told you so. Of course not, Commander. That would be rude. Not to mention incompatible with the way that I perceive time. 
However, however, I am aware that a version of myself informed you of the likelihood of these consequences at a point that you would perceive as prior to this eventuality occurring. Yes, that's much better. Right. Station status. Well, as you have no doubt correctly assumed, most of the current activity on the bridge is due to reports of an extreme number of unusual events, fortunate, unfortunate, and occasionally both, that are coming in from all over the fairgrounds. Most? What's the rest? The rest is due to fluctuations in the personal luck levels of the command staff that are interfering with their attempts to respond to these reports. Mary. I realize you're out of storage space here, but we're a little busy uh, can, at the moment. Can, can you breathe? Maybe you could put a listing on so? Jack, you didn't uh, look the restaurant. All right. Is there anything especially oh, dire or station-threatening in all of this? That changes moment by moment, and the mere action of recounting any of these incidents could completely change the outcome before I had finished doing so. So, with your permission, I'll stick to a selection of the highlights. Fine. The Casino Splendid has complained that all their slot machines are paying out with non-stop jackpots. Well, I've always suspected that they had them gapped to prevent anyone winning, so I'm fine with casino management having the bad luck for a change. On the other hand, every time a machine pays out, it somehow falls over and crushes the person playing it. Oh. Any fatalities? Not as yet, but the medical centers have almost run through their entire supply of casts, slings, and traction field stabilizers. How many people have been playing the slot machines? Quite a few, but they're responsible for only a small portion of the injuries. The number of bones being broken in small accidents all around the station has gone up approximately 5,000%. Oh, great! Jones and his mighty claws! On the other hand, Medical is reporting an almost equal increase in spontaneous and inexplicable remissions of allergies, rashes, fungal disorders, and hemorrhoids among residents and visitors. Well, hell, I'd trade a minor fracture for that. Then there's the vent biter situation. Oh, no. Somehow the sanitation department computer realigned their shift schedule so that all staff were sent on a simultaneous rest cycle, and the vents went unmonitored for almost an hour before the error was noticed. Frawl, are you telling me we've had inhabited sectors exposed to infestation by lethal vermin for almost an hour? So far, there have been no attacks in heavily populated areas, but there have been a handful of fatalities in some of the darker corners of the station, I'm afraid. You think you're afraid? You don't have any hamstrings for those things to gnaw on! Initiate emergency sanitation protocol H-23! That may not be necessary, Commander. All of them appear to have returned to the vents of their own volition, apart from one remaining in the kitchen of the Kajilabon Luncheonette on Yacht 14. Oh, I liked that joint. Did any of the kitchen staff make it out, or have they all been slaughtered? To the contrary, the creature appears to have settled in comfortably and become something of a mascot to the workers there. They have named it Sparky, and are feeding it Tritonian eels and a selection of fine sweetmeats. Prawl, can I assume these incidents are only going to get worse the longer the luck navigators remain on station? I can foresee no other possible outcome, Commander. Then we can't waste any more time. We need to get John B. and the Luck Navigators down here and put a stop to this thing one way or another. Get the head of security on the line. Unfortunately, sir, the head of security resigned 22 minutes ago after winning 2.7 billion credits on a holographic scratch card. 
I believe he announced his intention to blow this popsicle stand at the first available opportunity. His second, then. She's a traction in the Dalit 3 Med Center due to an incident on a malfunctioning escalator. Seriously? They're actually more dangerous than turbo lifts, you know. Any member of security, then. You, Corporal. Uh, yes, sir? Get up to Aleph 1 and bring me John B. and the two aliens calling themselves luck navigators by force if necessary. Ooh, permission to use the new Mark V neurodampers? Permission denied! The way things are going right now, you'll end up zapping your own brains out through your ears. Now move it. And he said, that's not corn smut. So, how many of you here tonight breathe oxygen? Anyone? Anyone? Oh! Oh, you? Oh, that's lovely. That is absolutely lovely. I mean, oxygen's great, right? If you like slowly catching on fire internally every day until you die. Oh, sister. I mean, us plants, we breathe like this. And you humans breathe like this. Well, I don't wonder. You just fill up your air sacs with something that can eat through iron. It's funny, because it's true. And if that wasn't enough... Oh, here's one more thing. You don't even have any stomata to breathe with. No, you have to get all that oxygen into you through three little holes right next to each other. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Never would have thought it, but... Mrs. F is killing up there. Lady knows her way around the punchline. It's a great set. It's been a great evening. Man, I never thought people would sit still for over 200 verses of the Rings of Saturn, but I'll be damned if those helium huffers didn't sell it. I know more tunes than just about any club hopper, and I swear I learned about 50 new verses. And the rest of us learned about 50 new perversions. <laughs> I think she's finishing up. I better go take over. Gotta say, though, I didn't expect Mrs. F's humor to be so hostile. You know what I mean? All great comedy comes from great anger, man. Mrs. Bronger now. Folks, give it up again for those humor stylists. Straight from Fubuna. Oh, my. How did I do? I was a little rusty up there, but it felt good. You were amazing, Mrs. F. Let me get you some of the top shelf distilled H2O in a triple superphosphate on the house. Oh, Chip, you're too kind. Hey, if you wanted to make a regular gig of it here... Oh, no. That's terribly sweet of you, dear, but honestly, you couldn't afford me. (laughs) But I will say, if you keep it up with these open mic thingies, I'm sure I'll drop in for a set every now and then. Oh, we'll definitely be doing this again. This has got to be one of the luckiest nights in the history of the egg. Okay, sorry for the delay, folks. Looks like we have only one last act tonight, and he's being a little mysterious about just what his act is. So let's hear it for our tight-lipped friend who's here all the way from Prillbox. Wait, what? Thank you! <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah. So, so, I'm sure a few of you have heard about what some folk from my species can do with their spleens. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to be doing for you tonight. 
no, no, no. I, I want to move beyond the classic spleen sport routine. For <laughs> there are many more wonders to the Roboxian anatomy. So, for the first time in a public space, watch as I extrude all three of my duodenums. <laughs> The disturbances are increasing as predicted, Commander. Is there really no way to use your powers to stop this sprawl? Not while the Luck Navigator's ship remains on the station, I'm afraid. And, of course, if we had a way to solve that problem, my further intervention would be unnecessary. Come on, you kidding girl. I mean, let's all keep our heads here, guys. What's a little bad luck, really? Okay, that wasn't me. That was not me. Thank you for joining us, Mr. B. What took so long, Corporal? Where are the others? Oh, uh, there was only this guy there, Commander, and we and we kind of had to had to clean him up. Mister B, I know you're not directly under my command, but I thought I made it pretty clear that your continued access to the fairgrounds oxygen supply was contingent on you getting those luck navigators the hell off my station. I was, I I am. They got a bunch of readings with that luckograph thing of theirs, got really excited, and ran off. I think they were going to use the computer on their ship. Then why didn't you go with them? Their investigation into your weird suckhole may be our only chance of stopping this. Look, they had to get readings with zero distance between me and Althar. I wasn't in any shape to follow them after that. Good lord. That's... I'm sorry. Well then, let's hope your sacrifice was not in vain. Swenson, get me the luck navigator ship on comms. Yes, sir. Commander Toriana. Please, tell me you found a way to repair your ship. Not as such, Commander. Our apologies. But I thought you'd found something in John's luck readings. Can't your computers do anything with that data? Oh, a great many things, Commander. The study of these anomalous fluctuations in John's luck and suck levels, both actual and potential, could lead to dozens of breakthroughs in transcendent stochastics. Truly, this data would be a treasure trove that could well lead to a paradigm shift in the field. If only we had some way to get it out of here. (laughs) Indeed, that is the crux of it. Intriguing and groundbreaking though this data may be, we can find no way to apply it to the practical matter of repairing our ship's navigational abilities. My apologies, Commander. It seems we have doomed both ourselves and your station to inevitable disaster. Called it. Then it appears I have no choice. John B., I'm afraid that for the good of the station... There would be no purpose in spacing, Mr. B., Commander. Though it may at one point have been possible to halt these effects by expelling him from the fairgrounds, that point has definitively passed. We may as well allow him to accompany us on our descent into chaos in relative comfort. Oh, thanks, I guess. Well, that's that then. You know, I always promised myself I wasn't going to die on this God's forsaken heap. I break a lot of promises. If it's any consolation, Commander, with these wild fluctuations in probability, there's a chance this process may not kill you. Really? Yes. It may result in something much, much weirder. Equally unpleasant, of course. Of course. Oh, Fred, John, Althar had such worry. Commander, Althar 
of his dearest friend and roommate, John. Oh, we'll finally form a protest with the Iltorian commonality and an ICSB lawsuit of wrongful death. Alpha will... Alpha will jump out from behind corners! Althar, it's okay. They're not going to space me. Oh, a news of great relief, friend John. Alpha is deeply sorry for the making of threats, human friends. Alpha would like to make amends in such way as seems appropriate to you. Well, you'll have to make your amends quickly, Althar. The luck navigators are out of ideas and the fairgrounds is about to collapse into pure chaos. Althar's relief is diminished. It is we who should beg your forgiveness, humans. We can only express our great sorrow that our efforts to avoid this crisis were ultimately insufficient. It's clear now that we will all be sucking the big one. You know, it's funny, really. If it weren't for the whole collapsing reality thing, you luck navigators would actually be really lucky to be here. I'm afraid you still fail to comprehend the nature of a suckhole, John. No, think about it. You've got all this amazing new data off me, right? A scientific treasure trove? If we only had a way of surviving this, the fairgrounds is really the luckiest place you could be. Hang on. If we could survive this, yes, but as we have explained to you... I mean, you yourself said that none of you had ever had the chance to study this level of suck before. If you had a way to stay here and study me, I bet you'd be able to make some incredible scientific discoveries for your people. You'd probably get some kind of huge reward for it or something. They might let us re-roll our names. Look at these numbers. Exactly. You'd be celebrities. Heroes, even. Who knows? You could have ended up the most famous luck navigators that ever lived. If you could only stay here and... What was that? Was that reality collapsing? It was our engines, John. They've come online. Power restored to all systems. Navigation console has resumed full functionality. Bridge to docking bay 16. Initiate departure protocol now. You've done it, John B. You've saved us all. A stroke of genius. Thanks. Uh, how? As we approached the big one, your insight into our predicament caused your potential luck to interact with the suckle to cause a luck-suck reversion. It's only been documented on a handful of occasions and never at anything approaching these levels of suckiness. You managed to invert the polarities of our own beneficence levels, actually bringing the fairground's latent suckiness to bear in our favor. Astonishing. So now you can leave because that sucks worse than staying? (laughs) (laughs) A, A crude way of phrasing it, but very roughly accurate. Yes. This will make a fine paper for the Patolkin Journal of Psychometry. Indeed. <laughs> Once we are well away, we must begin collating our findings. You know, if this discovery proves as significant as the data suggests, we may even be able to bring on the illustrious Professor Debbie as a co-author. Oh, what serendipity. You have our hearty thanks, John B., and you as well, Commander, and all the inhabitants of the fairgrounds. Have no fear. We will add this sector of space to our interdicted lists immediately. You need fear no further interference from the luck navigator. Farewell, humans. Farewell and good luck.
listening to Life with Althar, Episode 5. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill and Barrett Johnson for Gemini Collision Works and starred Barrett Johnson as Althar, John Amir as John B., Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Zuri Washington as D, Derek Peterson as Stops, and Amanda Lepergola as Mrs. Frontenax, and also featured Ian W. Hill, David Arthur Backrack, Linus Gelber, Lex Friedman, Philip Cruz, Jessica Stoya, and Eli Ganeas. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Special thanks to associate luck mathematician Sean Rockoff. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another tale from the fairgrounds. But until then, let's listen in as the luck navigators surf the luck currents leading away from the fairgrounds. Well, we did it. We actually entered a suck hole and lived to return and tell the tale. Not only to tell the tale, but to publish more empirical data on suckitude than any of our scholars have ever produced. Do you think we should have shared our conclusions about the human and the authorian, though? You mean the possibility that the integrity of this sector of space, and perhaps even the entire galaxy, depends on the continued proximity of John B. and Alphar? Yes, that. I'm sure they'll figure it out eventually. If they have any luck. Welcome to Dragon's Rest, a podcast about the fantasy tavern where all great adventures get their start. It's here you'll meet a wannabe hero, a misanthropic bartender, a washed-up mage, a dim-witted bard, and a braggadocious dwarf. Created by Darcy Thompson and starring a cast of talented storytellers, each week promises a fresh keg of laughter and misadventure. So come on down to Dragon's Rest. Visit dragonsrestshow.com for more.